Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and I'm your host, Kat Bean Hansen. Welcome. We're glad you're here. For this week's message, we are grateful to welcome a guest minister, Reverend Michelle Ma, to the podcast. From her home in Ohio, Reverend Ma joined our service on January 31st, 2021, to deliver this message. What VA Chaplaincy Taught Me About Church. So as you've all heard by now, I think uh, I work currently as a chaplain at the Cleveland VA Medical Center. I've been there for a little over a year, and it is by far the largest congregation that I have ever ministered to with the most diverse population that I have ever ministered to. It is my job and my honor to minister to not only the patients, the veterans, also the staff, the nurses, the doctors, the housekeepers, the nutrition staff, the cooks, everyone who goes into that facility, I consider to be a sort of congregant of mine. And so the result is that I have ministered now to so many different people. I have ministered to people with criminal records who have spent time in prison. I have ministered to people who are struggling with drug addiction. I have ministered to devoutly Catholic doctors, uh, to Hindu nurses, to people who are very active climate change deniers, and also Uh, African-American soldiers who fought in Korea and returned to a country that did not respect their rights as human beings. I have ministered to World War II veterans and also much more recent return uh, people returning from the Middle East. I have ministered to people who have suffered immense trauma, uh, whether in Vietnam or somewhere else. And I've also ministered to those who feel survivor's guilt because they spent a war safe in an office in Germany while they knew that others were on the front lines leaving their, losing their lives. It has been my honor and my privilege to hear all these stories and to be able to love all these people, even when they believe very, very different things from what I believe. And yet, this is how I live out the first principle. To affirm and promote the inherent worth and dignity of every person is to minister to each person, to listen to each person, to love each person, and see them as a beautiful and divine being, even when they look me in the face and say, I used to shoot people who looked like you. And so, as I have been doing this work, I have formed some theories, I guess you could say about people, about how we work, about how we communicate with each other. I believe that that we are all very, very different people. And we are very different people. There is a set of universal human needs that we all have. We all need to feel safe. It's very hard to go through life feeling unsafe. So we all need to feel safe. We all need to feel loved. We all need to feel accepted. We all need to feel a sense of purpose, a sort of reason for, why am I here? 
we all need to feel connected, whether to each other or to something bigger than ourselves. So we all have these universal human needs, but how we meet these needs can be very, very different. And that depends on a lot of things. It depends on your life experiences, how you were raised, what you were taught about the world, that you learn how to meet these needs that we all have. So for example, let's take safety, since we all need to feel safe. Certainly for a lot of my veterans, carrying a weapon makes them feel safe. Having guns in the home helps them feel safe. They know how to use them. They know that they can protect themselves. And yet for many of my city-bred liberal friends back in California, guns make them feel actively less safe. To know that someone they were speaking to uh, had a gun on them or to know that there was a gun in the home would make them feel actively unsafe. And so if you were to put these two people in a room together and have them speak to each other, they might have a very hard time understanding each other. Or here's another perhaps less abstract example. Uh, recently, my cousin and his wife learned about Greg Chapman's five love languages, which some of you may have heard of. And so Chapman writes that there are languages of love that we speak to each other. And miscommunication arises when we're not speaking the same language. When it comes to my cousin and his wife, they have different love languages. My cousin feels, receives, and expresses love through physical affection. He likes cuddles. He likes, um, he likes kissing. He likes just friendly touching. Whereas his wife, that's, that's the lowest of her love languages. She expresses and receives love through gifts. And so she buys him presents and then wonders why he never gets her any presents. He gives her hugs. He kisses her on the cheek. You know, he puts his hand on her back and he wonders, why does she never touch me? Doesn't she love me? And once they realized that they were speaking different love languages, they understood what was happening. And now they can ask each other for things. He can say, you know, can you just rub my back? You know, I just, I'm just feeling a little down. Uh, and she could say, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little neglected lately. And, you know, maybe you could bring me flowers sometime. Uh, and they understand that these are not accusations of the other person being loveless or faithless or being less than somehow, just an acknowledgement that we speak different languages. And so it's my responsibility to ask you for what I need. I can't just assume. Because at the end of the day, we all give to other people what we want for ourselves. And when we don't get that back, we wonder, what's wrong? Didn't, didn't I tell you what it was that I needed or what I wanted? But in reality, it turns out that we're speaking different languages. And so what does this have to do with church? I think this has a lot to do with church. Congregations are diverse populations. Even in a Unitarian Universalist church where we might have a lot in common, a common set of values, a common covenant, a decision to affirm and promote the seven principles, there is still a lot that, that is diverse and different about us. We have different ages, different races, different nationalities, different ethnic origins, different class, different generations, all these things that are different about us, that make us a diverse body, that are also ripe places for misunderstanding and miscommunication. 
And sometimes that's more painful when it comes from someone who is a friend or someone who is a congregant. Like Mary Kay's friend, who after 20 years of friendship suddenly turns out to be someone that Mary Kay perhaps doesn't know at all. It's confusing. And one thing that can help is to slow down, to listen, to remember that underneath it all, we have the same needs. How we meet them is different. And so what is the need here? What is it that we're talking about actually? And this is important if we're serious about being a multicultural, multi-generational, diverse congregation, that we understand that people come at their needs in different ways. And so we know how to stop and ask them, you know, I want you to belong. I want you to feel like you belong here. What would help? What would help you belong? Because you are a being with inherent worth and dignity, just as I am an inherent I am a being with inherent worth and dignity. And let's try to find a way that we both belong here. Because after all, we all spoke the words of the same covenant this morning. And part of that covenant is that we are a community together, treating each other with kindness. I think that this is the way to happier, healthier congregations. And what makes me really hopeful is that if we can figure out how to do that in our congregations, then we can figure out how to take that out into the world. If we can figure out how to do it here with people who share certain progressive values, people who share a certain cultural context, then we can take it to our friends. We can take it to our coworkers. We can take it to our families. I heard this morning several people say, oh, so-and-so who has very different thinking from me. We all have those people in our lives, people that we struggle to talk to. And to be clear, I'm not saying that this is some sort of magic bullet that's going to solve every single conflict because sometimes other people aren't so interested in listening to what your needs are. And this is something that requires us all to take seriously each other's needs and to listen to each other. But once again, I think that if we can figure it out here, then maybe we can figure it out anywhere. And that is what will set us onto the path toward that sixth principle, the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. This has been the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists. The music is by Nathan Moore. If you want to learn more about the CVUU, visit our website at www.cedarvalleyuu.org and you can also find us on Facebook or Instagram at Cedar Valley UU. We welcome visitors to attend our online services on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time. If you'd like to learn more about joining us for a service, send us an email at cvuupodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.